Hello and welcome to Finger Guns with Tony, Dave, and James. I am your fearless co-host, Dave Baldwin, and here I am with... Tony B. And... Jimmy! Woo! Just trying... That was weird. We're trying a new <laughs> format tonight. Uh, we're all recording in a different spot. So we're hopefully the, the kinks will get ironed out on this one just because uh, I had a bit of a minor COVID scare. And, um, you know, I didn't want to give my boys COVID. Pandemic's so. not over, folks. It's still it's still here. But yes, uh, bear with us. We are we are recording over Zoom. So Dave and Tony may show up a little bit odder on the audio, but you get to hear me loud and clear. And Dave Woo. and Tony can just y'all can Keep suck on it. jamming. Sure, I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. How are we doing? Other than other than the COVID, how are we doing tonight? You know, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Um, it's a it's night though, and I it is almost past my bedtime, folks. So, uh, if I fall asleep halfway through, just like knock on the screen or something, and I'll I'll try to wake up. You're such yeah, a rat man, bro. <laughs> it's true. I'm, look, I'm 31 going on 96. Jesus. Buddy, I've been burning the candle at every single end it could possibly be burnt at this week. I am fucking exhausted. Hey, you had a task of a lot of movies to watch, and you almost came through completely, so I'm, I'm really, really proud of you. Considering Thank everything. You. Thank you. I'm very proud. Thank you. Also, uh, shout out to single parents everywhere. If you are kings and queens among humans. You deserve more than a day. You deserve more than Mother's Day and Father's Day. You deserve a whole month because, you know, you go through a lot. Yeah. So cheers to you. Shout out to single parents. Not that my wife is dead or anything. No, <laughs> no. She's, yeah, she's very much like, with yeah. us. She Jesus. just can't help. Oh, right now. <laughs> yeah. No, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. But uh, we don't need to talk about personal stuff. Nobody gives a shit about that. They want to hear us talk and bitch about movies. So with that... I think we have come almost to the end of Fantasia. Jesus. <laughs> almost? almost. What is almost. still left? Isn't the festival done? The festival is done, but the hits just keep oh coming. My finger Lord. Guns. Dear God. <laughs> Dear God, everybody. So um here's a couple some a couple we had a couple of uh ones we were embargoed on, and we had a couple of uh stragglers. Yep. So uh, why don't we start with one that I know the three of us all watched. Uh, it's a little film called The Harbinger. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Yeah, fun. Yes. Honestly, no. um, since the pandemic started, it created a genre of films cheerfully known as pandemic era films, um, some of which are just like tangentially pandemic. Oh, yeah. Some are. Oh, all right. Oh, there you go. You're back. Some are uh, pandemic era films of the tangential relation. It's just like you, you can tell watching it that it's, you know, to it's like small sets, small cast designed to be very small. 
and that's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and some were very much like, hey, COVID's a thing, and it's a thing in our movie. And some of those work. Some of those hit a little bit too close to home and make me just not want to watch it because I'm like, bitch, I'm living it. Like, <laughs> I don't need to see it on screen. I know it. Um, I would like yeah, to say that not entertain- it's not entertainment when you uh, <laughs> when you're like, oh, I'm living through this. Like, yeah, this isn't this isn't fun for me. But I will say that Harbinger was one of the few that I thoroughly enjoyed for how it started and and everything that it was kind of doing. Um. I thought it was a very good way to use the pandemic as a way of like really pulling on those themes of isolation and loneliness and dreams and existence and whether you were really here or not. So I liked a lot of the ideas that it set up. And being forgotten. Yeah. Legacy. Yeah your mark on the planet sort of thing or your mark on people's lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I dug that a lot as well. I like the themes. I like that. Yeah. COVID was a big part of this movie, but uh, it wasn't, you didn't feel like you're like, Oh, like we're living it. We don't need to see this. It was like, okay, yes. You're tapping into how it actually went down. Like this is, this will be an artifact later yeah. if we ever get out of this thing or you know if monkey pox or whatever the fuck pox <laughs> ends up ends up taking over again yeah but or or pandemic pandemic to electric boogaloo um but i do think it's a good artifact and i did i was really i really dug it there's a couple of uh contrived parts and a couple of parts that were like genuinely unsettling <laughs> yeah I'm thinking, oh yeah the, the, falling uh, through the roof <laughs> yeah and then like in the in the corner she like turns in the doorway and then it's it's just sitting there in the shadows and then it like comes comes through like jesus christ yeah or or even right after the kid falls and it's just like the giant face coming through the door i was like what the sweet christ mm-hmm. yeah definitely some horrific images there and i really and i really dug that uh you guys are going on about the pandemic and how the pandemic is very parent uh i didn't like the movie because of that because mm. i'm just like holy shit like i'm i'm literally reliving this and i do not want to relive this it's too it's it's almost like it's too soon to like go into how how much apparent the pandemic was like it it just reminded me of 2020 and like it's it's just something that i don't want to be reminded of like maybe like 10 years maybe like 10 15 years down the road maybe but like it's for 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 this it was just it was just almost too real for me. Yeah, I, I understand that. And I see where you're coming from with it. It was just to me, it, the difference it set it apart for I can't remember that other pandemic movie that we watched sort of the beginning of the pandemic that was like, oh, a, are you talking about Songbird? Yes. Songbird. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, we watched that and that I didn't like because it was. Well, it wasn't COVID specifically. It was very much a virus that forced a pandemic. And it was just that. The time it came it was, out, it was COVID twenty three. That was it. Yeah, COVID twenty three. Yeah, COVID twenty three. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The time that. Oh, it, Michael Bay. The time that it came out, and the way that it was set, it was that was the point of the movie. Was there's a pandemic, and then you dealt with sort of life within it. Whereas this, to me, was using how one feels in the pandemic to play on the 
fear and the horror and the yeah what well, what Dave and I were kind of talking about about existence so that's why it, it worked for me but I totally I I see where you're coming from with it being a little bit too close to home but for me I just I looked at it from the 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 other side of it of oh shit yeah that's it's it's using it as threads to get you into the fact that this being preys on you for specific reasons and then what it does I don't know can I say what it does I feel like it makes you forgotten. It, yeah, it, it wipes it, you it, off the it, face it, of the it, it earth you like out. you yeah. never existed, yeah. which I think yeah, is like a really, it's an interesting angle to think about considering everything that we went through. But yes, f- I, I can totally see how some like Tony, like you yeah. would, would feel that it's maybe a bit too close to home and it's, it's too soon from what you just went through. Yeah. 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 And I, and I can totally understand where you're coming from and that's a fair, and that's a fair assessment. It's just, it's just for me, it just hit, it hit a little too close to home. It's like something that I don't want to be reminded of, but when they were in, when they were in like the dream world kind of thing, I really dug that. Yeah. And I dug that whole shit, the Freddy Krueger shit. And like, almost (laughs) like, uh, it reminded me a little bit of Candyman too, of just like the, the being like popping up like that. Um, and how you're not allowed, how you're not allowed to talk about him kind of thing. Cause remember the one part when she, like, when she brought out like the sign and stuff to the girl on zoom, um, she's like, tear that up, like get, get rid of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It played, it played into those fears really well. And then the only, I had a, Oh God, put it down, burn it. Um, (laughs) Dave just brought up a, a book on 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 a video call <laughs> hilariously um no it i i the only thing i kind of wish is it, it explored its ideas a little bit more and maybe did something a little bit new because i don't know i was able to i figured out the ending a quarter of the way through the story and i was like all right i know exactly how this is going to play out exactly and yeah it was super predictable on that even the i don't even think the that's a bad, not bad thing though the the weird twist i was just like yeah of course it's not gonna this isn't gonna end happy this isn't a happy ending never meant to be and i think you brought up you brought up um songbird Mm. and i feel like it was it kind of exploited the pandemic and the feelings we're having plus it also had to feel exploitive because like we were still going through the the early stages of it and it's all very much filmed accordingly yeah where you can tell everyone is avoiding everybody mm-hmm. <laughs> um whereas this one i didn't think was all that exploitive i felt like it was genuine it was coming from a good place and uh just because tony keeps saying i don't want to relive it i don't want to remember it i want to kind of move on and stuff um it reminded me of something i saw on twitter where uh Pardon me. Um, they were talking about uh, the blip in Avengers mm. and how five years went by and how people just kind of moved the fuck on and just got over it. And they just forgot about this collective trauma we all went through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or they all went through. And now it's like, mm, now we're trying to forget the collective yeah. trauma yeah. we all went through. And it's like, oh, it really is that easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So, but I, I, I dug it. I, I dug it was it. solid. I, I liked, I liked it more than I didn't like it. And so it's, uh, yeah, I would, I mean, if you, if you feel like you can, you can handle the content. I mean, if you want a trigger warning pandemic, I guess, um, <laughs> if that, if that God. doesn't set you off, then 
I think I think there's something here to enjoy if you're if you're a fan of like a creepy sort of horror movie that deals with themes on the pandemic. I think there's I think there's something there to enjoy. But if that's a thing that's going to set you off, maybe don't. Not right now. Maybe come back in a few years to it. That's fair. That's fair. And the the harbinger itself was creepy as shit. Yeah, man. Plague Super doctors, fucking, fucking creeps. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was that was an unsettling one that kept me up. Yeah. But one I didn't watch that you boys did was a film called What to Do with Dead Kaiju. <laughs> yeah. Uh this movie sell was me, frustrating, boys. Man. Sell me. So fucking frustrating. <laughs> uh, I I mean, so okay, here's the premise. A kaiju was attacking this Japanese city. They defeated the kaiju. The kaiju was defeated by a giant beam of light um, that of unknown we're, origin. We're back, of unknown we're origin. Back to that, eh? Yes. <laughs> it was defeated. No, this happens off screen. You don't see it happen. Um, and now they do like a new. They do like a newsreel thing of yeah. how like it comes to be at the beginning. Like there's like a kaiju. Like a Jurassic World. Kind of. Sort <laughs> kind of. But like you know. Cur- uh, J- Japanese, right, James? Yeah. Yes. Ja- more like Japanese style. Yeah. So it's like very like in your face, and you're just like, "Holy shit, what the fuck am I watching?" Yes. <laughs> kaiju okay. attacking a city. Giant beam of light of unknown origin defeats kaiju. Now there is a dead kaiju floating in this river in the middle of a Japanese town. That's it. Here we go. Uh, start the rest of the movie where we talk Dance about scene. <laughs> And then hilarity ensues. Hilarity. <laughs> I'm sure there is hilarity in here if you're into uh, frustrating bureaucracies and maybe you're like in tune with Japanese politics and maybe this like plays better. But oh my god, it kind of reminded me of like Doctor Strange Love of like them fighting in the uh, them fighting in the war room, but it was like very like over the top. So yeah. like Dr. Strangelove is already over the top as it is. So like take that and then like multiply it by like five or six yeah. and then you get what was going on. Yeah. There's a, one of the ministers runs in the room screaming around the chair, the president and makes two laps and then exits the room. And I, I just, what? <laughs> yeah. And they're just, they're just fighting over what they want to do with the fucking dead Kaiju. Yeah. It, there's a lot in there that i think could be really interesting but there's a lot that it just it, it's just too much yeah it's also way too long super super long and unnecessary like it like they could have they could have tightened it up for sure could have uh like they de- like as james says like they they explore some things and like if you if you understand like japanese politics you might you might be more into it but like I don't know. It it trailed off and then it went in different directions and then you think that something's going to happen and then it didn't and then it just continued on for another 20 or 30 minutes. It it was it was a frustrating watch. There was also like a lot of like fart jokes and dick jokes and yeah. Just 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 odd odd choices yeah. for humor and like a weird fight scene taking on taking on place on top of a corpse one of the ministers of japan falls into the giant hole left in the kaiju and like is like flailing with her feet in the air it's all very silly mushrooms man oh yeah there's yeah the people people uh who get like infected with like the the like bacteria from the kaiju they grow mushrooms on their body basically and then it turns into a little joke because like the minister gets like mushrooms and like they're trying to like cover it up 
and then like I I don't fucking yeah, know. Yeah, they they were like, oh my gosh, he's covered in mushrooms. What's that mushroom? It's not a mushroom. Get it? It's, it's his, his penis. Dick. Uh, yeah. So very childish humor. It was just it was very weird. Very. very so weird. you guys don't like madcap Japanese satire? Nope. No, it's like, Sam a fan. I think I think Tony and I found a genre of film that uh, it's just not really our cup of tea. Yeah, Madcap yeah. Japanese satire. It's okay. It's for some, some but not for like, me. Yeah, it's like a one and done thing. Like you do it, like you get, you you try and get like your toes wet, and then if you don't like it, maybe it's too cold, and you just take them out and leave. That's yeah. uh, that's what I thought of this movie. I mean, as we like, it's a cool premise. Like, okay, what happens after? Like a giant Godzilla kaiju movie. What do you do with the corpse of a kaiju? Yeah, like don't get me wrong. Just, like the title, the title sold me right out. Like I didn't need, like when we were going through the list, I saw the title and I didn't even look at the synopsis. I just immediately yeah. wanted to see it. So like they they do a good job of grabbing you for sure. The premise is I, cool. It just the execution yeah. just didn't work. Didn't work yeah. for me. Yeah. Or Tony, apparently. I agree. So it's All a right. no from me, dog. Okay, calm down, Randy Jackson. Seriously, you're not. A, this is an American Idol, or whatever the hell he's on now. I, I don't know what he's on now, but that was American Idol life. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't press like, the red buzzer. This isn't America's Got Talent. Okay, none of that. None of that shit. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, let's pivot to another title. Um, James, you didn't see this one, but nope. I still need you to see it. It's called Speak No Evil, and. You guys can razz me all you want. I saw it at Sundance. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah, yeah. Rudy yeah. too, too. Yeah. yeah, Must be nice. I wasn't going to say anything. I just I just want you to know that I'm saying it with my mind. Okay. <laughs> either, way, either way, this one, uh, it fucked me up in January, and I've been shook ever since. And I watched it again, Jesus. and I'm just, I'm still just... Like I feel it in my bones. I'm like getting like goosebumps just thinking about it. Okay. It's just, it's just very, very unsettling. It's about a, a couple with their child who meet up, who meet with a, another couple on vacation and they kind of bond and stuff and everything's good. And at the end of it, the one cup, the couple that they met up with is like, Hey, look us up sometime and come hang out with us. And, um, they kind of go back to their lives and, you know, they keep thinking about that couple and, uh, you know, they call them up and they're like, Hey, let's hang out. So they go to their, I guess it's a farmhouse type thing or like, it's like, co- like a cottage, like a cottage, sorry, like a cottage. Um, they go there and, uh, you know, as Tony likes to say, uh, hilarity ensues. Right. Except right, it right, wasn't. Right, right. It wasn't hilarity, James. <laughs> there was no hilarity. It, it, there was, there was no hilarity. Oh, <laughs> that's sad. It's yeah. just it's just, just very stark and cold and upsetting. And just <laughs> yeah. like you're just scratching your head and you're like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say as a note, like I did watch about 25 minutes of it, but I was having issues getting the subtitles to work correctly. So I had no idea what was going on. But there are parts of that movie that were in English. So I kind of was there. But uh Bleak was the one thing that came through almost immediately, just in terms of like shot composition and color and every I was like oh boy this is gonna be a a trip i just kind of wish i knew what they were saying a little bit more so 
I am it looking forward to it. It was a trip, all right. Yeah, it's a journey. It's a journey. Um, I learned. I don't want to spoil it for you, James, but I learned a life lesson from this film. All right, that I will take with me for the rest of my life. Okay. Um, it involves ch- my. It involves your children's stuffed animals. Oh, great. <laughs> Tony's upset you, about that too. You always have more than one. You just buy, then you figure you just, out which one they like. And you, you buy, just, you, you buy get more three. than one. Yeah. Maybe yeah. four. Yeah. You know what? Maybe get a fifth one just in case, just to keep at grandma's house, you know? Right. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. But James, James, I'm, I'm telling you, I made the mistake and I watched this movie in the dark at two in the morning. And it was just, it was no. just a bad scene because. I had to rock myself to sleep after and oh it, just, it, it just, it just was not a good choice. Very effective I th- movie. I think when I saw it at Sundance, uh, I think I saw it rather late and I had other movies to watch and I was like, Nope, I'm, I'm done for today. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> That's enough. It's like that today. one time. That was like that one time at Tiff, Dave. We oh. saw what, what we saw, we saw something and we were supposed to go to midnight madness after and we both looked at each other after the one movie and we're like, you know what? Home sounds better. <laughs> mother. It was mother. Darren oh. Aronofsky. <laughs> yeah. I still haven't seen it since. Yeah. I haven't either. I really want to. Um, now that but I know it's a Bible parable <laughs> instead of just like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Yeah. But, but seriously, James, like, like this movie will stick with you. I, I want to watch it again. I don't know why I want to do that, but I want to watch it again because cool. I haven't, I haven't stopped thinking about that. end. that end ending is permanently like ingrained into All my right. head. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, I do. Yeah. As I said, I do really want to see it and I can't wait to actually watch it with, with the ability to understand exactly what they're saying when they're not speaking English. So, uh, I'm looking forward to it and it sounds super fucked up. And as long as it's not, uh, as long as it's not, uh, mother, I'll be fine. It's definitely not. No, no, that. no. In the sense of as long as it's not a Bible parable, I'll oh, be no, fine. It's not. No, it's not. Because <laughs> that it's is not. absolutely everything that I hated about Mother. I I I thought that movie was uh well, it was a journey. All right. <laughs> it was definitely a journey, just like Speak No Evil. It was oh, it was yeah. a journey. It comes out on Shutter next month. Awesome. So you won't have to wait long to watch it. Excellent. I'm very excited. Yep. Yeah. And I definitely know, like if you're on Twitter and you you're talking to credit or you talk to any critics and they mention that movie, they all have the same reaction of just like, Ooh, cool. Doggy. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Very excited. That's my cup of tea, man. Well, until you watch it. Yeah. yeah, yeah sure. Watch sure, it. sure. 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 It's not so it's much no tea longer. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, gasoline, gasoline, that's gasoline. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's something. That's that's one word for it. So yeah, that's definitely a yay. As long yeah. as you're 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 good with just like having shit seared into your head, then you'll never get out. Oh man, into it. And then um, I think that's that's honestly it's probably a good segue into uh, into one of the last ones that Tony and I saw, which was Megalomaniac, the one that the one that won the top award, the Cheval one that won the top award, Noir. yes. <laughs> And by God, <laughs> that that movie's seen some shit. Speaking Ooh. of endings that are seared into your brain, 
My Jesus God. Christ. <laughs> yeah, it it's okay. So setting the stage here, uh, there was a killer. Oh yes, yeah. Get your get yep. your scene lens out. Yes, get your frames. There out. was there was a killer twenty years ago that was butchering women and cutting them up and leaving their body parts all over the place. Oh, that uh, sounds like a fun-filled that, family adventure. That's how it starts, my friend. And then <laughs> Sunday family film action. There you go. Sunday afternoon. Yeah. The the <laughs> intro explaining that ends with and they haven't been active for twenty years now. Um, and then you get to watch a horrifyingly raw birth uh complete with like a woman's eyeballs like completely blood blood red because of like it's just horrifying there's blood and viscera everywhere it is just it is a mess it's happening inside a house because of course it is um and visceral if you uh visceral. Use dave's word for if it you're, if you're a fan of david baldwin and his interview on global tv visceral is a word that, it was uh, a good way to describe it, guys. Very visceral, very, uh, very visceral. Um, yeah, it so it and then it spins off from there. You jump a little bit forward into the future and there's these two siblings and one goes to work and she seems a little bit meek and quiet and shy and her brother uh, becomes a mass murderer. In his takes father's up, footsteps. Takes up his uh, father's mantle, man. So his father was the the original killer from 20 years ago, and now he's taken on taken on that. Um, I also kind of liked what they did there, Tony, with um, at the beginning, because like it didn't seem like he was already killing. It seemed like he was just about to start when he was sitting in the car there, and then he saw his father down the alleyway. And yeah. was, he was like, like, holy shit, like the, you know, this nature versus nurture thing, like he's mm. his father's offspring. So now he has to start killing women and cutting them up and leaving their body parts everywhere. Kind of like yeah, a yeah, like yeah. a cycle that keeps on going. Um, but he's half the story, but not even half. I would say he's a quarter of the story. He's a quarter of the story. It's more about it's more about it's, the, the sister. It's more about Martha. Yeah, the sister who works as a janitor and stuff happens to her at work a lot and does anybody scream martha unfortunately not oh. um and then you just sort of watch Weak. her over the next 90-ish minutes by the time you're at this point of her psyche breaking just a slow descent into madness yeah and uh it comes to a head where well the cycle's got to continue and, and then you can this take is that for hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. It's it's a lot. You it guys, was it was you heavy. You sold me. You sold me on it. Like yeah. I'm, I'm it's there. just a, it's like a real slow burn. Like yeah. don't get me wrong James, like it was a very like uh like I really dug the the color palette on yep. on it. Like yep. the cinematography was really well done. Uh I really like the atmosphere. It reminded me a lot of uh like John Carpenter's atmosphere yep. of like that dread and um and then yeah but it was just it was it was just almost like it was too slow but then once it gets to that like dinner scene then from there it's like balls oh, yeah. all right to the end yeah but it's yeah it, it, you know like it's 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 slow at points but you're just watching someone just slowly crumble in front of you and uh it, you can't stop watching. It's like watching a train wreck that you know is going to come. You're just watching that train slowly, slowly, slowly come to collision with that wall, and you just can't look away. And like the shit that you're seeing happen is 
heavy and hard to watch at points and it is all sort of like left there it, there's very little left to your imagination in this one it is you are right along for that ride the entire time and it is uh it's a lot but right, part, the fam- i guess i'm getting the family together to watch this one get the whole family in there part part of that james this has to do with the 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 lead actress the yes. lead actress was absolutely incredible and like just watching her crumble over uh over the course of the movie like it it was it was very heartbreaking to watch it was devastating it was emotionally devastating and like yeah. i kind of liked her chemistry with uh the brother because like the brother played that yeah. the very like um he was like that very like straight edged kind of guy and very uh, and like just like very creepy very yes. very creepy very yeah. unsettling and like you could never when they were like especially when they were having like those dinners and like you could t- cut the tension with a knife man um you just you just couldn't tell what he was going to do he was very unpredictable yeah and a, a big shout out to to Elaine Schumacher Schumacher and Benjamin Ramon who are the two leads Martha and yeah and, and uh, Felix and they were fan they crushed were fantastic it, crushed it, it, it yeah. that movie cannot work without both of them Oh, for sure, for sure. Great performances, and they both do. Yeah. So it won for a reason. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I'd say so, yeah. It's a very clear reason why it won, and um, I haven't again. I haven't seen Speak No Evil, so I can't really say whether maybe Speak No Evil maybe could have edged it out yet. But Tony, what do you think between the two? They're two way different movies, mm. and uh, I feel like. Um, I feel like Speak No Evil hits you more like a sledgehammer sure. versus um, Megalom- uh, what, what what is it called? Megalomaniac. Megalomaniac. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the slow, I would say like that's like the slow knife and it's like twisting, mm. Mm. right? So it depends um, on what you down, want. Talia. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Talia. What, what the f- oh, Talia yeah. al Ghul. Talia al Ghul. Good reference, Dave. Thank you. It just it, it it just really depends. I would I would say like Megalomaniac um just like beats it out narrowly only because Megalomaniac was shot a lot a lot better. And I liked I liked visually it visually better than Speak No Evil. Yeah. Solid recommend so I think. top two or is these these is these two. Uh I didn't say that. I, <laughs> I definitely have. I definitely have other winners. I'm just saying. Speak no evil is definitely. It's definitely one of the ones that are going to stick with me for a very long yeah. time. All right. All right. Well, I don't want to jinx it. That we're we're nearly done. I still have a couple. I want to just kind of like clean off. Yep. Um. But there's two more that we watched that actually are coming out immediately. Uh. In fact. I believe one is coming out the day this is being published. Awesome. Uh, and it's called Baby Assassins. Yeah. Ooh, this one it's, was fun. Uh, it's already on a streaming service called Haya, which Hi-ya. I didn't know existed. <laughs> and then it's on Blu-ray and digital on the 16th. And uh, I'm going to say it was refreshing that we watched a Japanese movie versus uh, Korean. <laughs> Mildly refreshing mildly refreshing i mean tony and i watched i think tony and i watched a few more japanese titles than you did over fantasia dave so uh mildly refreshing for us but maybe very refreshing (laughs) for you all right all right and it's uh it's just about uh teenage assassins and uh 
the hilarity that ensues with them and uh, them kind of living their lives and trying to be normal when they clearly are not fucking normal. Yeah, yeah. they didn't <laughs> want to be normal. Their handler wanted them to be normal. Yeah. They, just wanted, job, they just wanted. They just wanted to. Yeah, just get a part time job. No, I want to. I want to assassinate people. Yeah. That's what yeah. that's that's what I'm good at. I don't want to be flipping burgers or where 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 was she trying to she was trying to get the job at like the convenience store, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like that just that that whole convenience store part was just this movie was just fun. It was just brainless, brainless fun. And the two again, the two leads. I I think the movie doesn't work without those two leads for sure. That's fair. Yeah, it, it fun, I think, is is the correct word for this completely like they they're having a blast. You kind of get to have a blast because of it. It's just fun. There's nothing deep here. It's it's two teenagers that assassinate people and they live together and they're friends. And so they have squ- uh, squabbles and, and like they're normal fucking people, but they just assassinate people at the same time. Also, can we just point out the movie writes itself? Yeah, assassins can be real people too, James. Yes. Yeah. These girls were in high school, weren't they? Yes. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. They were about to graduate. They were were literally about to graduate, and they're like making like thousands upon thousands of dollars for just yes, just straight up killing. Yes, I liked that shot of the Jello, where it was like the camera was strapped to the plate of Jello, and it like yeah, that was fun. That was funny. (laughs) That's fun. That was fun. And then they went back for the Jello. They also played yeah, a lot when of they DS. Put it, when they when they were about to dig into the dessert, and yeah, then yeah, they yeah. get a call that they yeah. had to call, and they put it back. Yeah, yeah. that was a good scene. It was fun, yeah. whimsy, <laughs> refreshing, <laughs> re- refreshing to watch. Because yeah. I think I'm pre- I'm pretty sure I watched that after I have one of the heavy ones. So just like yeah. getting that like palate cleanser was nice. Yeah, you didn't feel like you needed a cold shower after this one. No, I wanted to watch it again immediately. Like it was just, it was just a fun movie, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I really liked it. It was that was my in between dark glasses and next exit movie, and uh, it was fun. It was a nice little. That would do oh, it. That would be nice, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would do it. Yeah, that would do it. So and I think it's a recommend for us. Yeah, definitely. It sounds recommend. like yeah, sounds like do a it. recommend. Do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially because it's actually available right now as opposed to us telling you about all these fun movies that are might coming, come out one day <laughs> that are coming you know soon yeah and you should just remember just write it all down yeah just write it all down write it all down well we have we'll have this in the minute we'll somebody is taking the minutes and you'll you'll know which films you should watch yeah maybe we should start a letterbox to hq and then we'll just have all the movies we watch in every uh Hey, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. We should probably yeah. do that. I don't know why we, we haven't done do that, that already. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a I'll missed get opportunity on, on our I'll part. Get on it. I'll I can, get on I can, it. I can, I can, I can do it. All I can right, do Dave, it. You've, you've done fine. enough, James. I can do it. Thank you. Thank Dave you. is the connoisseur of Letterbox. He is the reason why the two of us did get it. Today, I'm, a, I'm just so glad that you guys finally did it. Yeah. Tonight, tonight on uh, behind uh, behind the scenes with uh, <laughs> finger guns. What we plan on doing with Letterboxd. <laughs> Dave's taking on who's taking our minutes. I don't know. Bear. Bear, bear is taking on our minutes. Bear is taking the Bear can't write. You <laughs> can't write. You gotta, gotta get a crayon. Crayon it. Crayon All the right. minutes. Sure. Sure. And what do we got next, Dave? The last one we're gonna talk about for Fantasia this week. Jesus Christ, is it over yet? Almost. Almost. We're almost, almost there. 
almost. We just, we loved it so much. We just want to keep talking about it. Yeah. Apparently. Apparently. It's the we, festival uh, that never ends. It is. It is. I'm good with it. I, I'm, I'm all right. I'm, I'm all right. This yeah. is Fantasia. <laughs> Forever. A good time. And once you get on this ride, you can't get off. If no, Fantasia just true. runs for a whole year, like, all right. <laughs> sure. Oh, man. I guess I'm just watching weird, weird shit all year long. Weird shit. I'm into it. I'm into it. And a couple of, you know, some wholesome stuff. Yeah, naturally. You know, in between murder yeah. and yeah. chaos and hilarity. I was hoping you'd say hilarity. Obviously. <laughs> this one, this one is another one with hilarity. It's uh, called Glorious and it comes out on Shutter on August 18th. Yes. And um, it was quite glorious. A man, is, a man and a God in a rest stop bathroom. Yeah. That's the it. God it's is two, J.K. It's Simmons. Two, it's a that's two-hander. It. It's a two-hander and just what what is the gentleman's name from true blood tony you 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 were a big fan of him ryan um ryan quantin quantin that's yeah. the one i got you i got you so i got you it's the lead he, he's the lead in this film yeah and he just went over he just he just had a bad breakup and uh he's, he's going sad. through some things he's you sad. know he's sad and he's He's getting, he ends up at a rest stop and he burns, he burns shit. He gets really, really drunk and uh, he loses his pants. Uh, as it you happens. Do. It happens. And it, then, happens. Uh, it happens sometimes. And then he goes in the next morning, he wakes up, he's still kind of fucked up and he goes to go vomit in the restroom bathroom, which, you know, is disgusting as it is. Mm. And uh, then uh, a gentleman starts talking to him from the other stall and he finds out that he is a God and, uh, you know, hilarity, hilarity ensues. ensues. Yeah. And truly it does. Uh, it is quite it, humorous for, from a, it, a good chunk. It, the deadpan JK Simmons. Cause you never yes. see him. You just yes. hear his voice and just deadpan JK Simmons is the best kind of JK Simmons. hundred percent. Just, I just, I just love his voice. Yes. He just voice work. JK Simmons is, is just, just such a treat, such a joy. Like he's, he's a brilliant character actor Mm. and he just, he always is every, every time he's in something, he's always inspired and it's just, you can just, he just like zeros in. He embodies, he embodies the character. Yeah. And embodies like, the character no matter what like this is it's just his voice in this movie which is that's nuts. what i was gonna say it's 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 crazy how much he embodies this god and he's literally yeah. just the voice like you don't yeah. even you don't see him at all yeah so well, i well he attempts to look at him a few yeah, times well, i, I but, mean you don't you don't see jk simmons oh yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean you do yeah. see parts of the god and that is that is horrifyingly terrible it's something. yeah i I thought the CGI work wasn't too bad in this. I liked, I thought the lighting, the lighting really helped. And there was that one scene that's kind of animated. Yeah. And that was pretty cool. Like it was very, like, this is a low budget COVID movie, but it looked more high budget than it probably should have. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm assuming, I'm assuming like a third of the budget with the JK Simmons 
a quarter went to Ryan Quant, <laughs> and then the rest was spent on like the actual visuals and everything else because it it looked pretty good. But you know, you got yeah, you got to pay that JK money. It's almost entirely in the rest stop, yeah, which is crazy. And then it's only it's one of me and Tony's favorites. It's less than eighty minutes. Beautiful, yep. seventy nine minutes. Like, what more do you need? Perfect, perfect, perfect. runtime. Yeah. They get in, no they notes. get out. Like, yeah. yeah. Slightly, no slightly notes. longer. It's like, it's like a Depew in a bit. Yeah. No notes. Just like, we need more, we need more storytellers like this. that can yeah. tell a compelling story that quickly. Yeah. And, and like, you don't need anything else. You literally don't nope. need anything else. You're literally, you piece yeah. together what happened. Yep. Yeah. And like, I don't think you needed literally anything else. And Ryan no. Quantin's great. Yep. JK Simmons is great. And you know, it's, it's over the top and it's wacky. And there's a third act pivot where I was just like, Oh, 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 we're going oh, no. there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're yeah. going there. Yeah. And, uh, that pivot was a little weird. I thought it was a, I thought it was a, great pivot because i it took me by surprise oh I was yeah like, it did. Oh. you definitely you definitely don't see it coming you're not you're not you're not thinking yeah. in that direction and that's why i was like oh that's kind of weird but it almost it almost works in its favor right because like the whole movie is just like kind of fucking out there so like it just it, it changes it's, it's the entire brand. dynamic of what you've been watching which i really oh, for like sure absolutely yeah but it's 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 a journey oh yes yeah and a journey uh it's graphically violent. Yeah. There is all, a lot of blood. All the yeah. movies we've been talking about are graphically violent. Fantasia, oh. man. What do you expect? Fantasia. Buckets Fantasia. of blood, man. Come prepared. Is it, it, there's and always, like there's always a splash with zone. buckets of blood. Yeah. Can, can I just say, though, like he, he runs out after he was puking and he's trying to get the soap and the soap dispenser has nothing. Yeah. But the soap dispenser right next to him that he doesn't look at is full. <laughs> he's he's having a moment. He's, not, he's having a moment, man. Like leave him alone. He's uh, he needs to get his shit together. And i I really, I really, really like the deadpan humor, like yeah. where where J.K. Simmons says something stu- something, some sort of he makes a observation and it just sounds hilarious because it's jk simmons or when he's trying to lecture him or whatever and he's like i gotta piss like yeah, <laughs> yeah. He stops to take a piss yeah <laughs> yeah like it doesn't take away from the movie at all and it's no, no yeah, it, just, it I, just adds to it yeah i like i like this one a lot it was it was fun yeah i'm glad we had an opportunity to see this one yeah it was, yeah. It was a lot of fun and check it out when it comes out yeah yeah you don't have to wait too long it's 79 minutes what what do you have? You can do so much in seventy nine minutes, but what you could do is just watch Glorious instead, and I think that's the better choice. Agreed. I'll make it eighty. Make it eighty five minutes because you got to sign up for Shutter first, which you oh. should already be doing if you love yes. horror. Yes. But Shutter's dropping those bangers, man. Truth. Left and right. Truth. Left and right. right. Truth. But uh, I think we're just about done. Fantasia. I think our next episode. Maybe we'll just kind of sum it up. <laughs> sure. I think we can finally sum it up after four episodes. Four episodes? God damn. Yeah. We had a lot to talk about. A lot. 
a lot of lot Fantasia. About. Thank you, Fantasia. Yes, thank yeah, you, big Fantasia. Ups to Fantasia. For, thanks for having us. We uh, we really appreciated it. As we, said when we, as we said when we announced that we got the accreditation, if you give it to us again, we'll come to Montreal. We swear. We'll do it. We'll do it. Just, it's a promise from me to you, from Dave to you, from Tony to you. We'll do from it. Finger guns. To you. From finger guns. Beep, beep, beep. And, um, you know, let's talk about something a little, maybe a little less violent. I don't know. We're probably still going to be talking about a lot of violence, but, uh, we had some good feedback to our, uh, discussion about 1992 films. Yeah. And, uh, this past weekend, uh, I like that I'm trying to talk as if we're in the future, but we're in the past. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. The weekend, you, Dave. the weekend that's coming up for us and the weekend that's just passed for you, they brought back Steven Spielberg's E.T. the Extraterrestrial to, I'm well, brought back. It's brought back to theaters. It's an IMAX for the first time. Yeah. And that got us thinking that maybe we should cover some 1982 films. Yeah. And also it's just, you know, we did 92. Let's, let's wind that clock back a decade and, uh. See what happened in 82. Yeah. And what better way to start than with E.T.? I mean, fucking E.T. is legendary. It's true. It's so wholesome <clears throat> and it's so lovely. And you 100%. just 100%. Like Reese's Pieces, man. You like ooh, come piece on. of candy. <laughs> ooh, piece of candy. Come um, on. Absolute uh, classic. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you like, can't help but feel happy leaving that film like it is like it's it hits you in the feels at the end it hits you in the feels all the way through it i fucking love et and i haven't seen et in like 15 years before this weekend like it's been a long time the last time i watched it was a vhs tape (gasps) yeah that doesn't that sounds about i might have seen it on a dvd like that's physical media was definitely what i watched it on can i tell you guys a secret yeah if you say you've never I, seen E.T., you can leave this podcast. I got 20 minutes into the movie. Oh, no. And then I came to the realization I have not seen E.T. in its entirety. Okay, like, that's fair. Uh, like, like uh, I haven't seen it from start to finish ever. I've only fair. seen it from pieces to pieces to pieces to pieces because I remember certain Are they Reese's pieces, 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 Reese's pieces, pieces, obviously. Yeah. Um, because like I recognize certain scenes. Sure. And then other scenes, I'm like, I don't remember this happening. Sure. Oh, okay. That's fine. So you did, yeah. did they have walkie talkies or did they have shotguns, Tony? This shotguns. is the question. Okay. Okay. Then you're okay. You don't you don't watch the there was always shotguns. No, not no. always. No, not always. My Blu-ray has has shotguns. What are you talking about this? So when he business? so when he re, when he re um he recut it in two thousand and two when yeah. they re-released it, yeah. and yeah. he edited out the shotguns and put in radios. Yeah. Oh, at that scene at the end when he's like, yeah, yeah, that's fucking it's a radio. Stupid. What a yeah. fucking tool. He 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 got a lot don't, of backlash. Don't you talk about the king like that. You. Do not talk about the king like that. He, I'm sorry, but that's a tool move. So he, he got he got a I'm lot of backlash. Like he got a lot of backlash. Yeah. He took him out again. Good. He put he replaced it back with the original footage because a lot Good. of people were like, "Why? What who the, who asked fuck? for this? Yeah, exactly. Who said that? You, like we needed this? 
and he didn't really have a good it's answer so he put it back that one that one parent that one karen who just who just yelled at him for it it's because he's changed as a he's yeah he's grown as a filmmaker right and yeah. then when et came out he didn't really i don't think he had kids at that point versus now that he does have kids so he wanted to he was less hardcore type thing as, as it were, like he's come out and said in interviews, like he wouldn't have children killed in jaws now if he made it. And yeah, like, sure. Richard, Richard Dr- and spoilers, Richard Dreyfus probably wouldn't have left his whole entire family to go with the aliens and close encounters if he made it now. <laughs> right. Oh, that's how it ends. Oh yeah. Spoilers, yeah, Tony. Tony. Spoilers. Di- Another movie that I haven't seen from start to finish. Neither, neither, neither have I, but I, I knew, I, I know what happens. So it's not a spoiler. Tony, it's, it it's been like 50 years. It's yeah, I know. Sasha's <laughs> limitations are gone, but like, you know, 40, like 45, 45, 45, fine. But still, yeah, statute of limitations fucking on time. <laughs> the statute of limitations on a movie, the spoilers for a movie that everybody, like, that is like, yeah a classic yeah over if it's 45 like are you gonna come at are you gonna come at me if i mention what rosebud is (laughs) no it's the sled it's the sled spoilers for fucking yeah no you're not missing much it's fine it's true you're not it's really not not. it's uh no but I we're not talking about that. Citizen Kane, no. boys. What are we fucking talking talking about? About, we're talking about? We're talking about We're talking about the Citizen Kane of 1982. Fucking E.T. E. This and movie is absolutely perfect in every way. And if you guys read my letterbox review, I had put out an open challenge to anybody to bare knuckle box me who disagrees with it not being a timeless classic. I don't. I don't know why anyone would ever take that challenge. It's a dumb challenge. That's a dumb, it's a super dumb challenge. <laughs> It's a stupid challenge. <laughs> yeah, it's but it's it's it lost to Gandhi. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because I had to watch Gandhi. Come on. <laughs> and then he casts her. He casts her Richard Attenborough in uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah. And let him live. <laughs> yeah. Because apparently he dies in the book. Oh. Yes. Yes, I did read that. Yes. He dies in the book. I think he. I think he's the one that gets all the the little dinosaurs all at attack him yeah that it happens in lost world i think like to some yes. random characters yeah but, but anyway again et e fucking t the boys goat. get on the, the goat of age. 1982 still hits me in the feels every single time and uh, i also just related to et i just finished up watching um the docuseries on disney plus about ilm um, and they talk about E.T. and like the work that they did on that and like just understanding the craft of what they were doing at that time in 1982 and and pushing sort of the boundaries of VFX and then watching E.T. Shortly after I watched that episode that covered about the 1982 phase, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, and you start noticing stuff and you're like, fuck, that's so cool what they were able to pull off and why it still to this day holds up so well. <laughs> like it still looks great. I watched it in 4K and it was incredible to watch. Uh, with that much detail yeah for sure it everything looks better back then it yeah. all, it, the last like 10 15 years it's all gonna look like trash well yeah. i mean I'll, until marvel decides to change their color grading scheme sure this is this is true <laughs> it just Shots fired. beige garbage and maybe you know pay the effects artists yeah maybe what they deserve yeah exactly double shots this, isn't, this is an 82 anyway 
ET boys. The can goat. I can I can I just say? Yeah. Henry Thomas. Yeah. Anytime he shows up in anything, like even like Doctor Sleep, where he was like super creepy doing Jack Nicholson. Yeah. I'm still just like, bro, you're still Elliot. Where's ET? I yeah, I don't buy it. I don't buy that you're a creep. ET sitting here watching <laughs> Doctor Sleep in his home planet and going, the fuck, Elliot? What is this? And he's also super creepy in, oh God, what is that? Gerald's game. He is so creepy in that movie. Yeah. And I'm still like, yo, E.T. E.T. would be furious with you right now, Elliot. He would not be pleased with you. He, uh, you know, like from E.T., that man took a weird trip down into the horror world and just kind of never left. But good for him. Good for him. Drew Barrymore started doing dr- hard drugs and almost died. So, you know, <laughs> look, she Apparently, really e. loves the rain. <laughs> she really okay. loves the rain. E.T. fucks e. you up, man. Apparently E.T. fucked up a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, digressing from digressing. the goat of E.T. There's not much that we can really even say about E.T. What the fuck are we talking about? Like, it's, I'm it's the I'm... greatest movie of 1982, bar none. I don't give a fuck. So... It's arguably one of the greatest movies of all time. I'm not, I'm, I'm going to go that far because it's, it's just so it's, it's on a list. It's on <laughs> Spielberg's a list. best though. Definitely Spielberg's best. Is it Spielberg's best? Oh, Raiders, Jurassic Park, that Schindler's is... List, Saving Private Oof. Ryan, E.T. West Side Story, Minority Report. Are you post. really putting? Are you really putting <laughs> the post and like hundred percent the post? No, <laughs> I, I. West Side Story was great though. West Side Story was great, yeah, but not. I wouldn't put it among his best. I would. Of his later stuff, yeah, I would. Yeah. His later stuff for sure. For Tony, like I just mentioned, the post for Christ's sake. Yeah, like, come on. He's nominated for best picture. Come on, yeah. Now. Let's <laughs> let's not. <laughs> it's a you want to talk, exactly. talk about Spielberg's best War Horse <sighs> Look E.T. is E.T. is S tier Spielberg Okay that's fine I will take okay. that It is top echelon Spielberg Alrighty yes. That's fair Yes. Yeah. Can't We can't put a number one assignment I think he's been he's made too many very he's very good films, bangers. but Banger. I, if we can class tier them, that's sitting in S tier. That's a okay. It's a real real tough tough job he has that yeah. all he makes is bang. Yeah, it's yeah. just oops all bangers. Yeah. <laughs> oops all bangers. Yeah, he, yeah. he has a real tough. But we could talk about Spielberg tough. for literally hours, and like the Fablemans is my number one at TIFF. Like Tony, we got to right. see that movie. All we right. need to see that movie. Hell or high water. Do it up. Do it up. I believe in you. We're going to see it no matter what. I need to be in the room with the man, the myth, the legend. And you know, you know, the chances of us getting those tickets like slim to none, man. Hey, I, you got to uh, do it. You got to try at the very what, least. Senior Spielbergo waits for no one. With That's that true. kind of attitude, Tony, with that kind of attitude. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on from the goat of 1982 to we didn't talk about the th- we didn't talk about the thing that's also a goat. <sighs> that's way up there yeah um, right oh yeah i don't know i've lost count of how many times i've seen the thing including <sighs> in film um but the thing was not one of the ones we were going to talk no. about uh one of the ones we're going to talk about it last time we had reservoir dogs which we had all already seen so this time we tried to 
do something a little different with movies we've always wanted to see. And one that I've always wanted to see is Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. With Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger. This was one of his first huge, huge movies. Yeah. And it was very early Arnold. Yeah. And it's directed by John Milius who wrote apocalypse now and dirty Harry movies. And he co-wrote this with fucking Oliver Stone, which is nuts. Or sorry, I don't think high on cocaine. I don't think he co-wrote it. I think maybe like all Oliver Stone wrote it and then he like did the next pass, but either way. Yeah. Well, Scarface came out the year after. So clearly Oliver Stone was high on cocaine. Yeah. You can tell. You can tell. And I also want to just point out, fuck James Earl Jones. I didn't think that that man could make me hate him, but like, fuck man, he was real dick in this movie. Hey man, he's a friend to the snakes. That that luscious hair though. That luscious hair. Gorgeous. 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 I was like, why is Darth Vader doing this guy so dirty? Yeah. What? Seriously. Mufa- like Mufasa, Mufasa. calm down. Yeah. Mufasa, like, calm, like, just calm it. Like, we just, 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 just take a minute. <sighs> it was weird seeing him in this kind of role. Yeah. Very weird to see him yeah. in this kind of role. But, yeah, uh, yeah I guess uh, Conan, uh, it kind of reminded me a lot of the Northman. Uh, his family is you know, butchered in front of him and uh, he is enslaved and then he is freed and then he swears revenge and, you know, hilarity ensues. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I feel like they could have called this like montage to the movie. There's just so many montages. Montage and narration the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like so much. You're just telling me what's happening. You're not really showing me anything. Even over the montages, there's just more narration. And for a swords and sandals kind of movie, oh. like I know he was more of a Viking, but like swords and sandals, like there's like what one maybe sword fight. Yeah. Like everybody else is just getting their asses stabbed. I want to see like there's a scene where he's like playing with the sword. So clearly he did some sword training. Sure. And I know it's one of the scenes that like at least on Crave, that's the scene that they uh, they chose for the um, like to pick it. Yeah. For the algorithm. But I know that's a popular scene and it's like, but I didn't get to see Arnold fucking do some sword yeah. fighting. No, exactly. I don't know. I was I was bored by it mostly. So very bored. I I just Well, I wasn't bored. I was just uh, Yeah, okay. I just like how it was a Christ metaphor. No. And he's literally fucking he's literally on a cross. Yeah. Crucify him. Oh my god. Oh, oh, okay. We're going right for it. All right. Because like when he got beaten and they keep like panning back to him, I'm like, he looks like Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And uh, also the second, not the only movie this week I saw where somebody fights a vulture and takes a bite out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. That was, that was, that was weird. Yeah. The whole movie was fucking weird, man. Like I'm watching it and I'm like, the, the amount of times I said to myself, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Like there is that there, there is that one scene where um, I guess he was having sex with a witch. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. She like goes like full yeah. like demonic on yeah. him. I was like, what the fuck? I, I don't and, like, even. The, like the speed force or some shit like comes out or like I don't. She fucking he, like know. chucks her into a fire. <laughs> yeah. Just, and he just like he's just like fuck this shit and he hawks her. Also, boys, yeah. Boys, if if you stick your dick in crazy. And there's a fire right there. Are you, you not? throw the demon witch <laughs> out? You throw the demon away. <laughs> it like it also was. It was a lot of ah, 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 like ah. a lot of fucking Arnold yells and yelps and like what really bad impersonators tried to do for Arnold, but uh, me notwithstanding. Um, yeah, I just, <laughs> like that one scene when he's getting like beat. I'm assuming like yeah. when he's like in like the, the he's like in fighting the guys and stuff. It was just like him grunting. Yeah. At one point, I just thought he was like having sex because that's yeah. that's what it sounded like. Yeah, and there was also some weirdly overdubbed lines that made him speak better English <laughs> that I thought was really funny. Well, like I, like I said, it's one of his first yeah. like major roles. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's not perfect. And. If they made this movie, apparently, apparently Jason Momoa literally this week was trashing the remake that he was in. <laughs> sure. If they made this movie today, I feel like it definitely would have been stretched out longer and it might have been like a whole trilogy. Cause like I was yeah. like, I was like, this feels like an ending right here. This feels yeah. like where they would be like, okay, cut next film type thing yeah it was weirdly too short and too long like it it just it wasn't paced correctly but yeah i i honestly was sitting there i'm like this feels like it's supposed to be like a three-hour epic and it's two but like it's focusing on the wrong things and then you get to the end and then it's like and conan will return and that's a story for another time and i'm like that was weird (laughs) that was weird especially because they never made the king conan movie no, they did make a sequel though. They made a sequel yeah. and then But yeah, no, they never did the King Conan spin-off. thing. Yeah. They kind of made a spin-off as well, but yeah. uh they Red never Sonya? made King Conan. Yeah, Red Sonia. And but they never made King Conan. And yeah. they talked about it since, but yeah. they never made it. Well, they tried Wild. to they tried to get it made, right? And then like didn't they have problems with like Arnold? Arnold was like the governor and then like Arnold was too old to be to be Conan. I don't think he's that like he looks old as shit at the end of the movie. Well, like, obviously, I'm just saying like these are these are things that prevented it from happening because I do right remember up. them trying to get it off the ground. No, what prevented it was he was signed for a bunch of movies and then he was in the Terminator the right. same year the sequel came out and then he was suddenly like, "Yo, uh, you gotta pay up a little more for yeah. me." Yeah, you see this shit? Pay me, run me yeah. my check. Yeah. Fuck you, pay me. Yeah. Yeah. But all of that to say eh. I know we're I know we're um we're picking on him for like the English and like that he's not he's not Arnold yet in this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. It's like Arnold begins yes. type thing. Yeah. But you can still see what a presence he is, like what he like that he can do the humor. Yeah. That like everything we've come to know about Arnold Schwarzenegger, minus him banging the nanny and letting yeah, her letting yeah, her bring yeah. her kid who looks just like him on vacation with yeah. him. Um, minus that, but like everything we know about his screen persona, it's all there. Yes, it's all there. 
So it's not a perfect movie by any stretch. And yeah, it's peaks and valleys, like you said. And for some reason it gets, it just gets increasingly violent. (laughs) Cause like at the beginning, I'm like, Oh, this isn't, this isn't that bad. This isn't that bad. Like I get it. There's some blood and whatever. And at the end of the movie, it's just like vicious violence. (laughs) You know, it's the same thing. Just people getting stabbed. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought he, I still thought he was great. And you know, the, the spark is there. Sure. And uh, the hair is glorious. I love the hair. Oh, obviously yeah. the hair is glorious. That goes yeah. without saying. Yeah. No. But you guys weren't a big fan. Didn't love it. No, I, 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 I fucking hated it. <laughs> <laughs> did, did not. It was, it was my least enjoyable out of the three that we we're going to be talking about besides ET. Yeah. E.T. sits on its own. Let's I'm putting E.T. back on the shelf. It's it sits over there. But yeah, no, yeah. Conan Conan you, was my least favorite you're putting of the it three. on the pedestal? Correct. And it can you're stay up there. Putting it on the pedestal? Yes. Putting E.T. on the pedestal. I'm putting E.T. on the pedestal. You can't put the pussy on the pedestal. Oh my god. <laughs> <sighs> no, this movie was painful. It was very, very high peaks and very low lows. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yep. That's fair. Really cool moments uh, spread out between a lot of things that I just, just bored me to tears. Yeah, man. Like they could, yeah. Also like so many extras, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Like they made that movie today. There'd be like five of them. Yeah. And the rest would be all (laughs) CG. Yeah. There wouldn't even be five of them. There'd be like one guard that had to interact (laughs) with Arnold and then everyone else would be CG. Yeah. Wow. Like you just got to, you have to admire. You have to admire what they used to go through. The insanity of, yeah, what they had to pull pull off in order to make these giant epics. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's incredible. Nothing short of incredible. Because yeah, it would all be CGI bullshit now. Yeah. Except for Arnold, who is his own CGI effect. Correct. <laughs> he's a presence, a force to be reckoned with in everything that he's in. This is true. This is true. So tell me about the dark crystal. That's the one I missed, boys. I don't, you know, I, I would love to tell you about the dark crystal, but there there aren't enough mushrooms in the world to get me into the right state of mind for the dark crystal. Is it, it, is it like the matrix? matrix you just have to see it for yourself. Well, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? What I got another, the fuck? I got another secret to tell about this movie. Is it that you've never seen the Dark Crystal? No, it's. I thought it was Labyrinth this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Were you just sitting there the whole time waiting? To, so when does David Bowie come out? I precisely. <laughs> I was like, we're watching. I'm, I'm watching it, and I was like, so David Bowie's showing up soon, right? Oh my like, god, like, he's just gonna have like a rock moment. Like, like where the fuck is David Bowie at? You know, and then like it's funny you say that because I swear to God, I thought I had Dark Crystal, but I bought it on 4K, but it was Labyrinth. oh my god yeah like i just i got no words like i'm like i got 20 minutes into the movie and i realized david bowie was not coming 
wait, I thought this movie was something completely different the entire fucking time. Oh, my I saw this God. movie like a couple days ago. Like, you know how long yeah. I've been waiting to tell you guys this? Yeah, that's so funny. I wanted funny. to text the group and be like, guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought this was laughing. <laughs> so funny. Oh, my that's God. Hilarious. I, I love, love that so much for you. I'm so happy it. that that happened to you. <laughs> oh, Oh, that's so good. I mean, otherwise, like, it's Jim Hansen and Frank Oz. I, you know what? The puppet work on display, incredible. The uh, the puppets that they use, especially for, like, the Gelflings, fucking insane. And the fact that there's so many, there's so many close shots that are uh, close-ups of these puppets, and they look incredible. None of that work took me out. And, like, the seamless transitions that they made between using like a live set that looks exactly the same as the small puppet set that they use. That looks exactly the same as the miniatures that they built. Like everything flowed perfectly together and like none of it took you out. So like, again, talking about sort of like visual effects back then and just the way that they were able to craft this world that thankfully none of it was based in reality. Like it was all based on like a, a completely made up world, a fantasy world, but which helps suspend your belief a little bit, but like everything blended perfectly together when it was a puppet, when it was live action, when it was miniature shots, like all of it was just like, it, it, it was mind blowing to watch. And like Frank Oz and Jim Henson masters of puppets and, and uh, costume work and in sets and just, just insane to see. I, I mean, the story was nothing. <laughs> It's it's you've seen it a thousand million times. It's, so know. once the chosen one, they gotta rise up, save save the world, humanity from yeah. enslavement. But everything leading up to that, all the adventures that you kind of go on, and everything that you're watching is it's a visual feast for your eyes. And yeah, you do need to be the correct amount of high to I think get the proper enjoyment out of this. But when you do, oh man, it is. Uh, it is a trip. I also think it would be kind of fun to see. I know it's got a little bit of a cult following, so if they ever did like a screening of it somewhere, I think that would be kind of a cool treat. But um, on my own, I mean, it was fine. It just, the story was nothing. I was just more sitting there like watching the visuals and being like, holy fuck, like this is wild. And even the the art direction and the sets, man, yeah. like there was so much work put into this movie and yeah. it, it, was, it was a visual feast. Yeah. And like, I didn't get to see it in 4K, but like I, I can imagine like the 4K of this movie would look insane. Mm. That's fair. So That's it's a fair. solid recommend. Just like temper your yeah. expectations on it overall, but like go in expecting like something very cool to see and like put yourself in that time period of 1982 and just be kind of blown away about what you're watching. And don't expect David Bowie to show up. You do not. <laughs> Unfortunately, David Bowie David doesn't Bowie. show up. Yes. I'm, so, I'm sorry for your loss, Tony. Yes. Well, sorry for your loss. Fortunately, you can't show up ever anymore. R.I.P. Rest in peace. Rest in power, sir. Anyway. Um, There's a new doc coming out about him, too. That's a tiff. Cool. Yeah. It's an IMAX. It's on the list, right? All right. It's on the list, yeah. But uh, it comes out during the festival, so. All right. Ah. Maybe not. But the last one was your pick, wasn't it, Tony? Yes. Yes, it was. It was 48 Hours with uh, Eddie, Eddie Murphy, Murphy and uh, Nick, Nolte. Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. And it was Eddie Murphy's breakout hit. Yeah. That would make sense. That would make yeah. sense. I knew 
I didn't even know this movie fucking existed. Let me just Seriously? start there. I never even what? heard of it. You Obviously, never 48 hours is never, huge. Never huge, knew about it. Man. Didn't know it existed. Right. Man, when people talk about Eddie Murphy, they bring up this they, they bring up this movie all the time. I've never heard anyone bring it up. Everyone talks well, about Delirious instead, which I think credit where credits do, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe um, it came out or Raw came out that year. Maybe it was Either Raw. Of the two. Yeah, one of the two of his specials came out that year. Um what a fun buddy cop movie. Kind of. Uh, it was a lot darker. Than I thought it would be like yeah. I was like gee whiz this is gonna be fun he's gonna be he's gonna stick the banana in the tailpipe it's gonna be great and no. then no it's like a fucking it's more of a fucking thriller than it is a fucking yeah. fun romp buddy cop romp oh there's fun moments but oh yeah it's also peppered with with a lot of 1982 racism yeah, it wasn't. That yeah, was it uncomfortable. It, it didn't. Uh, it didn't age well. That was my one gripe against it. I remember uh, texting Dave, and I was like, "Yeah, this movie's pretty solid, but like, definitely has not aged well." Yes and no ish. I think this the the bit that happens at the country bar, the Confederate country bar. I think has aged fine because it was appropriately poo-pooed in the movie it's like this is these people suck yeah. um no it wasn't that part it was the other the, it was the other the, part it the was a bit when, about when when nick nolte kind of loses it and and says some that's the part i'm talking about racist shit and then all yeah. he does is kind of apologize at the end and eddie murphy's like ah whatever man like it's yeah. like mm, i don't know maybe not yeah i thought that that was kind of E. Yeah, I even then I probably would have been like, why, why, uh, yeah, why? and after especially after we just went through the entire thing in that Confederate bar, it's just like, yeah, you, you've already just kind of showed us that it's, it's not, not okay. okay. So why, why does he get to kind of get away with it for until the end of the runtime of this movie? And like, like how toxic that they like just stop the movie so they can beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was that was. Weird. <laughs> but like it's uh it's 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 directed by walter hill yep. i believe yeah walter hill. Yep. so that doesn't surprise me at all because like he's kind of he's kind of one of those directors that just does a random a random like cutaway to like stop gr- grinds the screeching halt right to do something stupid like that and yeah. but yeah it was violent uh fucking mike erman trout from uh breaking bad and uh oh, yeah. Saul shows up for two seconds yeah yeah and just like yeah it's vid it, it was more violent than i thought it would be and more thrilling than i thought it would be and there's a bit at the end where the, like there's smoke and you can hear the smoke machine which is kind of hilarious yeah um, yeah all of that to say I watched Predator earlier this week, <laughs> yeah, so sure. it was weird seeing Sonny Landham yeah. show up, and his name is Billy in this as well. Yeah, <laughs> so it, and he also has a giant knife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. just that—that that was odd. That was odd to say the least. And then fucking Tony, you pointed this out, Bob Sully from uh, Commando, David, pa- David Patrick Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. He, James, James, he should, James, have you ahead. seen Commando? Yes, I've seen Commando. So you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Where he says he was going to kill him last? Yes. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
buddy, when when he showed up, I was like, oh my god, it's Sally. There was a lot of randoms in this. I'm also trying to I'm trying to figure out who I'm thinking of, but it was Is the it James Remar. Uh, that's who I was. That, that's who I was going to bring up. Dad. Not James Remar, but yes, he's in this as well. Yes, he also plays Raiden in one of the Mortal uh, Kombat movies, doesn't he? He does, and he was in uh, the Warriors, which is Walter Hill. But oh. so is uh, what's his name, David Patrick Kelly? Is that what you say his name is? Yeah, yeah. He's also in the Warriors. He's yes, the one he with the fucking bottles. Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the Warriors? I have seen the Warriors. Fuck, that's a wild one. That's a wild one for sure. <laughs> what the oh, I'm hell actually is... due for I'm due for a rewatch of the Warriors. The Warriors, what the hell Warriors is this guy's name out there. What was his character name, James? That's who I'm trying to figure out, and I'm. Oh, are you talking about Buddy from Blade Runner? Thank you. Yes, that is exactly who I'm thinking of, and I can't remember his name. But yes, he is in it as like the other detective that's that's there. And... I'll find it for you. Keep talking. I, know I found it already. Uh, uh, Brian James. Brian James. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, this guy. <laughs> I yeah. don't remember this guy's fucking face. He's <laughs> he's he's that guy from Blade Runner. Um, yeah. Can I al- yeah. Can I also say that like, would this movie be like an Italian's wet dream? Because the only the only decibel anybody talks at is like louder, louder. Like everybody's yelling yeah. at each other the right. whole friggin' movie. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's angry. So angry. Every like nobody's happy in this movie. Everybody's angry. The movie starts <laughs> off with yelling and it just never stops. And like Nick Nolte treats his girlfriend like a piece of shit. Yeah. And yeah. everybody treats Nick Nolte like he's a piece of shit. Well, he is a piece of shit. This I know movie. he I know he is. And like the captain is like I think he plays a captain in like God knows how many movies and he's screaming at people. Yeah. Like it's just and there's a random shot that's like continuous like a continuous three minute shot where they're just like getting there he's just like piecing together like evidence and stuff and I was like the hell is happening yeah <laughs> yeah there's also whatever the fuck that scene was in the club where eddie murphy's trying to get that girl to go to bed with him and i was just like what the fuck is happening yeah that was a weird one. Oh man that that whole thing was odd just odd just so and, so very odd just so very odd and sully's girlfriend you never find out what happens to her no. She's the she's a MacGuffin. Yeah. She's a literal MacGuffin. And you yeah. don't even know what happens to her. It doesn't they, matter. Uh, I thought they got rid of her. I thought they kill her. You don't see it. I'm pretty sure. No, you don't. No, wait. So his character his character dies, right? You don't even see him die. You just see him get shot. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure both of them went off screen. Like she went off screen in front of him, and then they shoot him. Mm. I'm fairly certain I saw. To, the, I don't to that remember. point, semantics. Since we since we keep talking about bus fights and bus shootings and yeah, stuff, yeah. Um, how did they figure out that they were driving the bus? I don't. I I don't <laughs> how did know. They figure that out because like literally they're just on the bus. Like they they weren't following him properly to know he got on the bus. <laughs> and like they just come out of the darkness. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah. shooting at them. I'm like, how did you know he was on the bus? I don't know. They saw a shadow. I I don't know. I got nothing. I got barely nothing. an inconvenience. Did it barely an inconvenience? <laughs> did it did it matter? 
No, it didn't no. matter. It doesn't matter. This movie but it, was 96 yeah. minutes, Dave. It needed to go. Buddy, you were it's, on the edge of your seat. You're like, oh, they're going to catch him. They're like, what's going to happen? Like, yeah. just, just fucking shoot out, man. That's, that's, yeah, what, you're, a lot that's of sh- what you're looking for. A lot the, of shootouts. In the train, in the train station too. Like, yeah. yeah. Even Jeez. in the, even in the hotel. Oh man. Oh, that yeah. hotel like, was fucking fucked. Going back in. Yeah. It's an intense movie. Like, yeah. a, like definitely some like intense scenes. Like you said, I was thinking tee hee buddy cop yeah. movie. Like the, like this is like the movie everybody thinks of when you think buddy cops. And right. I was like, Oh, you don't this, know. This is more intense and yeah. more uh, dark than I thought it would be. Yeah. All that to say, like, minus the toxicity and Nick Nolte randomly being a racist. Right. Like, I didn't think it was too bad. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I, it I was, enjoyed it. It was solid. Solid. It movie. was, solid it was my favorite out of the three we just kind of talked about. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I liked fair. it. So are you gonna are you gonna watch another forty eight hours? No. Apparently, oh. it's not very good. Yeah, I I imagined it wouldn't be. I just, I don't know. It's something about like, you see a movie like this, you go, oh, they made a sequel. Oh no, they made a sequel. It's like French Connection and the French Connection 2. It's like, why? You didn't need to. It's fine. Said enough. This was first, good. You said yeah. enough. You said enough. Say less. Say less. Say less. Well, I less guess you just, just, I guess you just jumped straight into Beverly Hills Cop then. Which is something I've never seen. So I'd actually like to. It's top tier. It's something. It is. It would be S tier. Eddie yeah. Murphy. After I yep. watch Delirious and Raw again, because I mean, if you're watching Eddie Murphy, if we're talking sure. about toxicity, <laughs> yeah, and he yeah. does have that, he does have that red, that red, uh, oh, outf- that, that leather outfit. Oh man, that's something. It's a, it's a look. That, that's something with with yeah, the lowest, stuck- the lowest zipper known to man. Jesus, he, he's. Have you you've seen them? Haven't you, Tom? No. You should. Oh, I thought you have. I've never seen him, no. But uh, he stuffs the banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> oh, does he? In, uh, well, in Beverly Hills Cobb. I know what he's talking about. I thought you said, never mind. No. I thought you were going somewhere else. But yes, that, that scene is in Beverly Hills Cobb, and yeah. it is an all-timer for sure. Yeah, like it's a lot more tee-hee buddy right, cop. Right, Very tee-hee. Very right. tee-hee. Violent, eh. but tee-hee. Tee-hee. Yeah, but it's a but it, but it's an all timer, James, and it's an absolute banger. All right, all right. And the soundtrack is amazing. All right, amazing. All right, all right all and right. it's like wall, it's like wall to wall, like soundtrack right. just banging. Oh, Judge Reinhold, man, I'm gonna watch it. Man. Yeah. Watch it. You don't need to sell me. Fucking, you don't Reinhold. need to sell me. Isn't isn't the villain uh, Udo Kier? No, it's it's. I uh, no, is it the guy who looks like Udo Kier? Yeah, yeah. Hang on a second. Let me get it. You guys keep talking. I'll get it. But yeah, I, I enjoyed 48 Hours. I want to watch Dark Crystal. And I I didn't hate Conan as much as you guys seem to have hated it. And, you know, not everything is for everyone. And that was certifiably not for me. And that's okay. I'm okay with it. I'm okay to have watched Conan, seen, gone through it, and I don't ever need to revisit it. I'm okay. The guy's name was Stephen Burkhoff. I was close. Sure. Yeah. 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 You were very close with Udo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was close. I His was close. filmography includes Octopussy. Ooh. And Good one. Clockwork Orange. Oh, yeah. Rambo Part 2. Ooh. Electric Boogaloo. First Out- Blood Part 2. That's a banger. Outland. Oh, Outlander with uh, uh, Sean Connery. It's called Outland. 
But it's Sean Connery, right? But it's Sean Connery, yes. And uh, a bunch of other random shit. Cool. Cool. But yeah, he's the best of the best. (laughs) Fucking maybe he's in Cherry Moon. That's that's something you'd like, right, Dave? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Apollonia. Yeah, I get it. I get it. There you go. Anyways, moving on. Oh, there we go. There, there we go. go. So Three that's films, 1982. Technically four, because we did talk about four. E.T. for a bit. Four, that's right. That's we right. Did. Four films did. from 1982, or three if you're Dave. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. That was a good time. I guess, uh, I guess we're going to have to do 72 now. Keep going backwards until film no longer exists. I love it. It's a good time. 1922 is going to be a banger of a year. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. going to be a banger. It's going to be uh that'll be an interesting year for yeah. cinema. Yeah, I guess it's just cabinet of Dr. Caligari. And uh, I don't even know what else came out around that time. Nosferatu. <laughs> like, I think you're right. Actually, yeah. it's going to be an yeah. interesting, it's going to be an interesting 1922. But anyway, that being said, it's moving on to our usual favorite, the evergreen segment of the podcast. Dave's new blues or Dave's new collectible shit, depending on how, what you, what day it is. Why are you calling it shit? Don't call it shit. It's a general term. I'm not saying it is shit. Dave's new collectibles. I swear to Christ, Dave, if you pull out that fucking ceramic figure of the Joker's hand with the cards, (laughs) I'm leaving. (laughs) Well, he was trying to get me to buy a freaking $1,200 Raphael statue. I, I can see that more than the Joker's hand. Man, that Raphael statue was dope. Was dope. Twelve hundred dollars, man. But it's I told dope. you I give you two. I told you I give you two hundred and fifty dollars towards it. I had I, you have now just put that into the world that you were going to give me two hundred and fifty dollars for it. I'm I'm okay with it. I just want you to buy this fucking thing because it. Looks I hope your I hope your wife glorious. is okay with you saying that, Tony. If you well, spend, if you spend. If you if you spend that uh, if you spend that twelve hundred dollars, um, you can you can charge admission to see it. You can keep it under like a a black curtain and have like a little donation box. And <laughs> when you put in like five bucks, that's when the curtain rises up, so people can actually feast their eyes on you the twelve hundred dollar statue. You know, people are not going to use that. <laughs> so fucking. Hey, you never know. Jesus Christ, Dave, what do we got? I have a large box. Oh no. Oh no! I do like that this is a show and tell, and this like this this Zoom setup facil- facilitates a show and tell very well because you don't have to bring it with you. It's true. It's true. So I had to get this. I spent had way to. too much. I I probably spent too much on it, and Alyssa's not happy that I bought it. Was it? But, a, uh, was it? It a, is a Funko Pop. Oh, thank Christ! Oh my God! It is a Funko. Oh Pop God! He did it. The penguin on his duck ride from Batman Returns. There it is. Yeah. And wow. I think he actually has a peng- he has penguins behind him too. So That's adorable. Yeah, it's cute, right? Yeah, the the duck really really ties it all together and, with the, with the has, wheels. It even has the wheels. Yeah. yeah, I had to get this. It just it spoke to me. Yeah. I get it. Summer convention limited edition, it just it spoke nice. to me. You see, and you I said to get it. You saw it and you're like, I need this. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Like I don't usually buy the bigger ones, but like this one I needed. And on the back, they mention Catwoman and the Penguin. Oh and cool. I, I already have both of those two. Good for you. Good <laughs> yeah. for you. So it's a completionist yeah. piece. 
it is a completionist piece. Yeah. But I, I, I find that, you know, I didn't used to love Batman Returns, but now I, I adore it. Yeah. I adore it. It's probably my third favorite Batman movie of all time. Well, Just, it's, it's nuts. That's saying certifiably nuts. That's saying something. And uh, how many, how many large Funkos do you have? uh, I have that one. I have the jaws one with the, uh, the tank and the canister. Yeah. And if I knew that they were going to make the one with fucking buddy in his mouth and it's all bloody, I would have picked that over the canister. Yeah. Um, and then I have, I have one of the diorama ones where uh, Batman is uh, punching the Joker off the ledge. Right. Tony, do you have any big ones? Any large mm. Funkos? No, I kind of stay away from those ones. They're too big for the shelf. Yeah, I just got no room for them. Melissa Melissa will just like end my life. If I get I, it. Uh, yeah. I get it. Small ones only. Oh. That's fair. That and they're way too much fucking money. Like, am I really going to spend... That kind of money. I'm just I'm just taking a shot at Dave, to be honest with you. It's forty bucks, Tony. It's not like it's twelve hundred dollar Raphael statue. Yeah, True. but it's like forty bucks. Like I like I'd rather like, you know, it's forty bucks. Pay forty you, bucks for like wild things, you know? You you can't you can't articulate that Funko Pop like you can that twelve hundred dollar <laughs> statue that Jesus you can probably Christ. position in the exact pose that you want from your favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode. Literally, Dave has texted me like four days in a row, being like, "Did you get the Raphael yet? Did you get it? Hey, Just put it on layaway. You, you, like, you get a layaway. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably you can probably take out a mortgage and pay that off in installments. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Tony, they have. I'm I'm pretty sure they have a uh, a plan, like a monthly plan for it. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! I'm telling no, you, man. Oh I'm my good. god, I love it. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. Yeah. Forever and ever. I'll be okay. I'll, I'll look at my other Ninja Turtles memorabilia. <laughs> okay. You're going to regret it. Can Speaking I get of Ninja Turtles, man? The new Ninja Turtles movie came out. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Sure. The Nickelodeon one. The, yeah. The Netflix one. It was, uh, it was, it was pretty decent. I, uh, I enjoyed it. Speaking as a, as a Turtles fan. Speaking as a Turtles fan, but like it was just more, it was more of like an extended episode. It was just like a 80 minute long episode. It wasn't like a real movie, which kind of sucks, but like it's, they're literally making a movie out of the cartoon, right? So you can't really expect much. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Before we continue to digress, I just want to uh, give big ups to GameStop. I I know that they have... We all have our issues with GameStop, but they pack this fucker like nobody's business. Like they made oh, sure good. nothing was going to happen to this thing. So thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Because nice. Nice, nice, nice. the last thing I need is a damaged limited edition fucking Funko Pop that I can't replace. Sure. Yeah. Shout out GameStop. Shout, Shout out, out GameStop. GameStop. Yeah. Someone, someone at their warehouse was like, you know what? This is rare. Let me put an extra layer of bubble wrap in there for you. End of the podcast. GameStop. <laughs> I take a GameStop sponsorship. You can you can hit us up. It's fine. We're out here. It's true. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's my new collectible for the week. Cool. We have uh, 
a, f- a literal fuck ton of uh, Blu-rays and 4Ks coming in. Uh, nice. So stay tuned for that. Cannot wait. Big ups to Shout Factory. We'll Big do, ups to Arrow. We'll do. Uh, we'll do uh, Dave's new Blues Speed Dating Edition, where he just <laughs> he throws out 58 titles. And we just like what's gonna happen. And this and this and this and and it's gonna be great. I'm I'm into it already. That's what's gonna happen. I love it. uh, Yeah, the sales there are a plenty. Excellent, excellent. But uh, it's getting a little late here at uh, Finger Guns HQ. Are the three Finger Guns HQ? Yes, yes. The virtual HQ. The virtual HQ. So. I think that about wraps us up for this week. I think so. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Um, give us uh, your comments as always and your feedback. We love hearing it. And uh, we'll be seeing you on the other side with more movie reviews. Until then, my name is Dave. I'm James. And I'm Tony B. And we'll be seeing you. Good night, everybody. Bye.